loves icebreaker time. Would you rather work a nine to five job that pays well, but you absolutely hate knowing you could never pursue your passions or quit your job to pursue what you're truly passionate about, not knowing if you'll succeed or not? On the show, take it from the podcast for you and me with your host, M. These are just the tip of the iceberg questions that help us get to know the co-host for that episode while allowing a safe environment for them to talk about things that don't always make us live, laugh, love. Along the way, we'll break out the liquid courage and get deep while having our fair share of laughs throughout the process. Now sit back and enjoy the segment and don't be surprised by who or what kind of advice you'll take from today. Hi, my loves. Welcome or welcome back to Take It From, the podcast for you and me with your host, M. We've got a very exciting episode today um, as I was able to poach my best friend's uh, mom <laughs> for uh, this prideful month. Um, we've got Erin as our special co-host, uh, kind of talking to us about uh, her coming out story and what that meant for her um, and uh, sharing a little bit of, about how age has no, or sorry, coming out has no age requirement. So... Before we get into the topic, Erin, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, my name's Erin. I'm a teacher. I have two girls, uh, one being your bestie. Yes. <laughs> and they're adults. Um, I have a wife, and we have a little chihuahua who's sleeping named Lulu. <laughs> yes, she's the cutest thing. Uh, does she do the, she stick out her tongue as well, or? Not really. No. Okay. No. Is that just like when they get older, do you always do that? I think so. That was our, our other dog, Bossy. Yeah. And it was more like as she got older, she lost her teeth. Gotcha. And so her tongue just kind of hung everywhere. She was the cutest. She was like the best guard dog. Like you couldn't get yeah. five feet from the house. She'd be barking. Yeah, uh, I miss her. But she's she a little more chill. If, if you ring the doorbell or if she thinks you're coming she doesn't know you and you're approaching me mm-hmm. and she is like uh hold up move back. On? <laughs> I love that well um yes I'm very excited for you to be on and uh, we may also have a little cameo with Lisa um just depending on if she has some free time she'll like you know pop in if she wants to um but, but who knows right she's always, always moving. I never see her my little energizer bunny <laughs> I've only seen um her a couple of times but every time I see her she's like up and at him. she's never sitting down oh no she doesn't yeah <laughs> okay so let's go ahead and get into the icebreaker I want you to pick a number between one and forty one and forty mm-hmm. with 27 27 okay 27 question. All right. Well, this is a good one. What subjects, and this is from conversationstartersworld.com. So 27 is what subjects should be taught in school but aren't? Oh, 100% social emotional learning. You've got to be comfortable with your environment. One, to feel safe, because we know Schools are not very safe nowadays, um, but not just in a sense that we've experienced. It's more children, they don't want to be different 
that's how it always has been. And they don't feel comfortable being different, whether with their peers or adults. So I think there needs to be just as much focus on social, emotional learning um, Mm -hmm. and building relationships as it is academics. That's amazing. I I think it's so interesting how you got that one specifically as a teacher. Um, (laughs) You're just like, you have like the best knowledge um, in regards to that. So yeah, I think that's, that's a great answer because when you are, and this is just from my experience when I was in school, it's like you, like you said, you just want to fit in. You just want to feel normal, but realizing that like, what's the standard, what's the norm we're trying to fit into? Like, what if you being who you are is the norm, you know, why can't that be? Right. And we don't, the sad thing is we don't figure that out until we're adults in the world. Um, and sometimes even older adults, uh, that you don't, who defines normal, you know, who says that I can't be normal and who says I want to be normal. Exactly. I love that. No, that's, that's great. So then um, I think that is a great segue to kind of get into our topic at hand. So the title of this episode is going to be age has or coming out has no age requirement. And um, I might tweet that up a little bit, just depending on if I feel like there's a better topic or a title, but um, tell us a little bit about your coming out story. Um, I, I want to say Leah, your daughter, um, mm-hmm. gave me a, an idea, but I want to hear it from your words. Uh, coming out to, well, to my mother was different than to my children. Um, okay. It was not at all accepted with, as far as my mom goes. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was, it, you know, it was just not a good experience. But with mm-hmm. my daughters, um, I think Leah might have been in sixth grade, sixth or seventh grade. Mm-hmm. And Haley was in, I, th- I think she was fourth and seventh grade is what grades mm-hmm. they were in. And, um, you know, trying to sneak around and tiptoe that Lisa's my friend, but, you know, gotcha. well, why do you spend every minute and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, why do we sleep at her house all the time? And, mm-hmm. you know, um, before we moved in yeah. and. So when, when I finally had the talk, I wanted to do it by myself, not with both Mm -hmm. of us. I wasn't sure how that was going to go. Yeah. Of course, I started crying immediately before I could get any of the words out and trying to figure out how to explain it to children Mm -hmm. was difficult, but honestly, I didn't really have to do much explaining because they both kind of just stopped me and was like, mom, it's okay. We know you love Lisa. And, and then Haley said, uh, mom, we're a new generation. We're okay. I was like, okay. That is amazing. And I so think they, it's, go ahead. They made, it, they made it totally easy, totally simple. And then we're just yeah. loving on me and lo- allowed me to just feel all my feelings and cry it out. And then they got a bonus mom. Oh, wow. That's amazing. I, I think realizing that just means that you know you raised them so well um in a such in an environment to where I mean you you were living were you living with your mom at the time or were you around them your mom a lot I was living with my mom the girls and I lived in an apartment while I was finishing up my degree Mm -hmm. and then I moved in with my mom 
for about six months um, just to save up some money to get my own place. But during that time, um, I met Lisa. <laughs> Oh, that's, I'm so, sure that's put a wrench in things. Um, you know, I stayed with my mom for uh, almost almost a total of a year until mm-hmm. so I decided what I wanted to do. And then we moved in with Lisa. Okay. So did you know prior to that, you know, you liked women? Um, yes, I, I had my first girl crush, I guess, when I was in elementary school not realizing, you know, what that really meant, just more of, I, I'm in awe of this person, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and then uh, I experimented throughout my life, but mm-hmm. it was such a um, horrible thing as far as to my family. So gotcha. it was not something that I even thought I didn't even think that th- this is something that my life could be, you know, yeah. and growing up in the eighties, uh, it, it was, no one came out at, if, in my school until later mm-hmm. on, it, just, it was just not a thing. You, you uh-huh. hit it as much as you could. So, yeah. um, so and when you, so I've always been curious. So like when you had your girl crushes, like, how are they, how was the feeling different from when you had boy crushes or did you have boy crushes or did you just kind of, um, I was honestly with the same, it's, you know, the same, um, and it it took me a long time to really figure out what, what my makeup was, I guess, um, and Honestly, Lisa helped me figure that out, that why does there have to be a label to it? Um, that doesn't, yeah. Because I thought, well, if I'm gay, then why do I, why have I been attracted to men? And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe not the best pick of a, of a husband, baby daddy, but, <laughs> the you know, there, there is attraction there at one point. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and like my shirt said that I wore yesterday to the festival, into the wine, not the label. David Rose, um, which is totally, it's really, it's about the person. Like the minute I met Lisa, um, <laughs> she looking at you. <laughs> yes. The minute I met her, it was just like, Oh my God, I have to be around her every minute. I, I love her. This is a wonderful. And then I thought, you know, it's just a friend. I want to be her best friend, but the more time I was around her, I would, I, I fought off being in love with her yeah. because I thought I'm not supposed to be this way. You know, this is, this is not right. Like I had had, I guess you can say affairs um, in the past with a couple mm-hmm. women, but it was never anything I thought would be more than that. You know, gotcha. um, there wasn't that emotional level of no. connection. And I kept telling myself anyway, this is just a phase. It's just, because I'm not happy in my marriage blah 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 um but with her it was just completely different and in a sense that I had never felt with anyone yeah you know 
you know, that's wow. like essentially what we all, and maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but that's kind of essentially like what we all strive for, you know, finding that level of deep emotional connection with someone where it goes past like physical. It's like, you guys are spiritually connected, you know, you just want to be around them. And, you know, that's, that's amazing. You know, I see you guys together. You guys are a unit, trust me. And you guys are very much opposites as well to where it balances um, Mm -hmm. the relationship. And maybe that's like what I see, but you know. What issues to, you know, even in the beginning of our relationship for the Mm -hmm. first year or two I don't know um I I I have mental health issues and so it was difficult to um be so vulnerable with someone Mm -hmm. thinking she's okay this is where she's going to leave you know whatever Mm -hmm. but she never did leave and she was always trying to learn more you know, even to this day, still trying to learn more about mental health and mm-hmm. what she can do to help me um, in our relationship. So the fact that she always, there was no question if she's going to leave, she's, she's always going to stay. And when mm-hmm. I realized that it was a big turning point for me, I'm sure. And that I can I- completely be myself a hundred percent vulnerable and mm-hmm. not, um, not feel shame. That's amazing. And I think, um, I saw a TikTok recently, um, about this girl that says that this person is for you. doesn't matter what you tell them. They will not budge. Like they will take the information for what it is and try to learn more on how to like help you or, you know, be an advocate for you. So on and so forth, et cetera. So I very much think that, and that's why I'm always telling you know, at least for me, like on my, in my dating experience, I'm always telling guys outlandish things. So I'm like, this is me, you know, like if you like mm-hmm. it, great. If you don't, you don't. Um, right. But that's amazing. And so I have, I've had to always hide of certain parts of myself throughout mm-hmm. relationships of my life, mm-hmm. whether it be due to mental health issues or just past experiences with family sure. or, uh, or, the different parts of me that were attracted to different people, you know, Um, there's always been a level of secret to myself. So Mm -hmm. to not have to be that way with the person I love is very freeing. Uh, That's so beautiful. So then I want to go back to, um, you know, your, I guess, quote unquote, coming out story. What age were you when, um, you know, you came out to your, um, your mom and I, I want to say my late 30s um you know and s- still like I said with my mom it was you know I tried to put it off as long as I could mm-hmm. you know and you were, were you still with were you still with uh I guess Leah's sperm donor at the time no I no not until I was with Lisa Gotcha. Did I come out to my mom? Um, because I never felt safe enough to say I'm in love with a woman, you know. Yeah. Um, and and when I met Lisa, and I couldn't not be with her. Yeah. Uh, I didn't care. I I didn't care. You know, it was difficult to come out, and even mm-hmm. to some of my friends, it was difficult to come out. But, um, 
I didn't care it was worth it. You know, whatever happened, happened. Exactly. And um, essentially when it came to that, do you still, is it still rocky between you and your mom? Um, For many different issues, my mom and I don't speak. We don't have a relationship um, for about three years now. Mm. Just, she's just not the kind of person I want in my life. That's completely understandable. Um, unfortunately, there are times where family are who you choose and not mm-hmm. who you are given. So I, I get that. Well, um, I'm going to look down my list of questions. Um, I think we've already kind of went through like the first three. Um, let me see. Uh, so how did you meet Lisa? So <clears throat> we were teaching at the same school. Mm-hmm. When I first started teaching and um, she was PE teacher at the school and I was the special ed teacher and mm-hmm. it was just from day one when we started in August having to have all the staff development stuff. Mm-hmm. I know I, there was, if someone would have recorded me, I was probably like <laughs> her personality and spirit is so silly and mm-hmm. crazy and she just she does not care what anyone thinks she's she is epitome of do you boo you know yeah and I think that's exactly yeah. what you needed her especially around that time as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. so we we taught at the same school for two years and mm-hmm. then I moved to another school uh, three miles away so mm-hmm. but oh. Well, then um, let me do this. We're going to go on a little bit of a break. And then once we come back from the break, um, we're going to go ahead and go into the rest of the topic and then we'll go into the device part. So my love, okay. we will be back. All right, my loves, now is the perfect time to refill your wine glasses, restock that shikuchi board, or finally take that load of laundry out the dryer during this break. While you're doing that, we would like to take the time to show appreciation to the app Anchor for making it so easy to upload each episode to Apple and Spotify with just a couple of clicks for free. As a new podcast, it has taken immense stress off our shoulders, which allows us to do what we love most, consistently show up for you guys. Now, with that being said, Let's get back to the episode. Hi, my loves. Welcome back from the break. So we've got Aaron here um, talking about how coming out has no age limit or requirement. And um, she mentioned, of course, all the good questions like are talked about during the break. Uh, but she mentioned how someone called her out saying that, well, you don't seem gay. Like, what does that even mean? Um, tell us about that experience. Um, you know, and I, I get all kinds of weird questions, so it, it doesn't bother me. At first, it was like, uh, don't ask me questions because I don't know the answers. <laughs> right, I'm still figuring it out. Yeah, and that that's what I would have to say in the beginning. Like, I don't know. And I mean, just to crack a joke because it was so uncomfortable when people would first ask me that is mm-hmm. just well I'm not gay my wife is or my girlfriend is whatever mm-hmm. um but you know it's it's now I'm just like well what does that look like what does gay look like 
Exactly. You know, and, so. and I think it's, it's very interesting. Cause like when just having these conversations with people uh, for pride month, my friends and family, you know, the one thing that is always reiterated in every episode is you will always be coming out. Um, so mm-hmm. like, new group of people um you know family members that you probably haven't seen in a while or whatnot or etc so do you feel like now you're more comfortable having those conversations that they were brought up to you oh for sure for sure mm-hmm. been many years now so um but it does get old gets tired of you know like the stupid questions that they'll ask I don't so bother how- with them. Good. Like they'll ask sexual questions and I'm like, that's just not your business, you know? Yeah. yeah um, if it was a heterosexual couple, like, would you ask them about, would you go you know, ask them a question? And exactly. that's what happened. And I don't have many people ask me those types of questions anymore. It was Good. mainly in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think people just couldn't wrap their head around, you know, they'd always see me with a man. Um, I was married for 10 years to a man, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, they just, they couldn't wrap their head around it. So I, I'm not, it's not my job to help you figure that out. Right. You know? I struggled with that because I thought, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm not going to be accepted if I don't explain this just right to people and making myself miserable. And mm-hmm. I thought, well, this is stupid. But, yeah. um, and you're but only now you're doing them a favor me. as well. Mm-hmm. Like, giving them the explanation you don't owe anyone any explanation um and if I'm I'm answering a question that's you know more educating yes um then I'm all for that but uh, I'm not it's not like I'm some kind of I have a PhD in gayness you know so I mean I don't I just have to answer however I answer Yeah. And I I think kind of going back to what you said about how there's like this idea um, that as soon as, you know, a a woman is from, goes from being with a man to being with uh, another woman, that Mm -hmm. like, it has to do with something like sexual. And I think that like comes from like um, the media. I definitely Mm -hmm. think that comes from like movies and stuff. There's said, especially at the very beginning, I think now, there's a better representation of what LGBTQIA looks like. But back in the day, it was just kind of like, it was sexualized so much to where if you saw two women together, like, you know, guys. It was all productive and it was more for a man's pleasure. Exactly. In in society, it was more for a man's pleasure of, of how they did in the media and movies than the intimacy that is really shared. Absolutely. You know, um, and, and like I had said before, to be seen by someone a hundred percent and be so exposed and vulnerable mm-hmm. in your entire being mm-hmm. for someone to love you in that way, it you can't explain that. No. Yeah. And it, it, it goes way beyond gender. It goes way beyond, you know, mm-hmm. heterosexual, homosexual, just, it's just being loved how you were always meant to be loved. And I think that's the yield of yeah. Well, and I, I know she was made exactly for me. I tell her all the time, I'm sorry, you got the short end of the stick, get me, but uh, I definitely <laughs> Whatever. You're amazing. Trust me. And like, it, it shows because like I said, 
your daughter is my best friend and you did an amazing job raising her. Um, and even Haley as well, you know, you, they're very strong women. Um, well, all that has to do with Lisa too. Cause like I said, she came into their life when they were in third and sixth grade. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, she's waving at me. Uh, <laughs> how was her? Me. I saw a squirrel. Um, how, I'm actually curious, like how was her experience to that? Like, I mean, I know, um, you know, she was super supportive, but I think there's always a time, at least for me, that I'm like, well, this is what's happening. I've met this person and I really, really like them. And I think that this could actually be very um, amazing. I need to know if this is worth me having or going through, basically. Because you know, I feel like you were still trying to understand yourself as a person. And she knew very much who she was as a person. Um, so I, I'm actually curious, like, you know, if she's willing to come or if, you know, you're totally to tell her her side of the story. I'll tell a little bit. She's getting in the shower, but, um, you know, she, she was concerned in the beginning. And of course I made the first move on her and she was like, well, what are you doing? What's happening? (laughs) I was like, I'm just going for it. Okay. Just go with it. Mm -hmm. She had a hard time. First of all, we worked together. you know so it was like is this a smart thing to do Mm -hmm. and you know I had the liquid courage to uh, make the move so I was just like don't even think about it (laughs) Um, we love the liquid courage and then were there any like rules and regulations in regards to like dating like within like the school um no and we didn't make it um obvious Yes, we didn't make mm-hmm. it public. We didn't make it obvious for a while. And until a couple of our friends we were close with that we did stuff with all the time, mm-hmm. we're like, hmm, what is happening? Mm-hmm. And then so we came out to them that we were together and they were 100% supportive okay. from the beginning. And then we told our principals just so she would know. But we both are very professional when it comes mm-hmm. to our careers. So it, it was never looked down upon or anything because we are professionals and exactly it's your your work first and then like you know your relationship yeah and we didn't we didn't show anything that we were together uh, at the schools because that's not the place for yeah for that so absolutely and I have a question in regards to because you mentioned like you know people uh, when you first came out Um, would ask you these questions. So it's like, I think in a situation or in a setting um, where when you first come out versus to like where you are now, Mm -hmm. you change your dynamic of friends to kind of fit who you are as a person. So how important do you feel like it is to kind of start to rotate in some people that would understand you, represent you and, you know, defend you in any situation? How important do you feel that is? Um and, and there's some friends that in the beginning of our relationship that I'm not really friends with or close yeah. with or anything anymore. And that's okay. Uh, there, that was a seasonal friend. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. For their friendship. And, um, and then there's friends that I've made along the way through Lisa, you know, that are very mm-hmm. supportive and, um, 
make me feel welcome and Mm -hmm. you know you just I think that's just life period yeah you you pick up friends you leave friends there's a season for a friendship and then there's some friendships that are hopefully long term yeah I I do I have several long-term friendships so that's good that's all that matters (laughs) exactly that's true yeah that's very true Okay, um, let me see if I have any more questions. Do you have anything you want to tell us? Um, well, one thing that I am very thankful for with our relationship is her family. I'm Ooh. thankful that she has a great family, mm-hmm. very great, supportive, loving family. And I didn't have that growing up. Mm-hmm. So to be a part of that and welcomed open arms immediately yeah. has been not only did I get her in my life, but I got them as well. So So, and then did you guys immediately, well, I guess, when did you decide to let her family know that you guys were together? Um, I I think it was probably like a year in or something, Mm -hmm. you know, for for a while I was the friend Mm -hmm. um, until it until we were comfortable saying something it was more more me feeling comfortable because Mm -hmm. again I I didn't feel comfortable in the beginning with telling a lot of people or Mm -hmm. um or even public display of affection I mean I don't Mm -hmm. feel comfortable a whole lot ever with that but yeah (laughs) but I I was more of a fear yeah uh, than anything but uh it, it didn't take long to tell her family. They were very supportive. She had had relationships yeah. with other women before. And past, so yeah. It wasn't anything new for them, but they got to meet their wonderful future daughter-in-law. Oh, so That's amazing. And how is that for, for them with, um, with uh, Leah and um, Haley? How is what? How is that just like merging um, from, you know, like your kids and their, her family? Uh, like how oh, is that they, for them? They took, they took the girls in immediately. Um, you know, that that's the girls consider them part of their family and same mm-hmm. vice versa. So yeah. it, it was a very easy, smooth transition. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also what they needed as well to kind of see that yeah. there was a side that was, very much comfortable with the idea of you know you being in love with someone that you're just doesn't matter what who they are or essentially like what their gender is it's Mm -hmm. normal to see this um versus what you experience with your mom yeah okay well I think we can get into the advice part of it um so Erin uh what advice would you give to people that essentially have I guess they're kind of like in their thirties or in their late twenties or, you know, whatever age, what would advice would you give to them about coming out? Um, I would, first of all, you need to find a people around you that support you no matter what, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, when you feel like you have that stability in a friendship or um, in family, then just take it one step at a time from there. Mm -hmm. You know, you, need somebody in your corner but it is terrifying to come out to that first person but if you've got people that are supportive that love you no matter what and unconditional love Mm -hmm. then um 
they'll all be okay. Mm, there's gonna be bumpy roads, but there's bumpy roads in life no matter what. Absolutely. So, and you just have to be you just have to be true to to who you are, even if you're still trying to figure out who that is. Yeah, it's just kind of taking the first leap of faith and realizing that you'll figure it out along the way. And it doesn't have to be a big coming out story or anything. Mm-hmm. Just write it on a post-it, whatever, whatever <laughs> makes you comfortable. Okay, I actually left the post-it on the the, the fridge. Um, if you want to take a look at it, <laughs> it's like, you're like, yeah. read that. Um, okay, I, I love that. And then, um, what was I going to say? Oh, I was going to say, that I think everything that you went through beforehand, you know, being in the marriage, you know, having your kids, it really led you to be in the situation that you are now with Lisa, because I mean, you went to school and then you started working at that, you went to school for your degree and then you started working at that school and that's where you met her. So I think Mm -hmm. if you were, it came out way before, I don't think the situation would have turned out like that. Right. I wouldn't, life would have taken me a different road. Mm-hmm. so yeah I think it was all meant to I agree all meant to be the way it was oh, love that well any last bit of advice for the listeners um no just love who you love and go with it love that I will that'll be the quote love who you are or love who you love and go with it well thank you so much Erin for joining us on the take it from podcast and um thank you for having me of course anytime you come back it doesn't have to be a serious conversation we can literally just talk about anything but (laughs) definitely would love to have you back and um for my listeners thank you so much for listening to this episode um Erin is amazing and Lisa they're just an amazing couple and it's um, awesome to be able to see like that representation for people out there knowing that that's a possibility that you can find your true love Um, in any aspect of the way, no matter what you've been through. Um, So again, my loves, have a good rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed listening to that episode as much as we enjoyed making it. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at take it from spelled F R U M where you can leave reviews, good or bad. We want to hear from our loves. Lastly, I'd like to thank the app Anchor for allowing us to make this all happen. The Anchor app makes it so easy to upload each episode, which is then shared to Spotify and Apple with just a couple of clicks for free. Thank you again for listening to Take It From, the podcast for you and me with your host, M, and we'll see you next time.